There's a sweet, sweet presence in here. It's so good. I'm going to read Psalm 51. I'm going to just read into this here. I think we just maybe just go into that verse. We'll just sing that. And I, I feel like this is just, we're going to start with this. There's a song we were just singing before we came in there, before you started, before you guys came in here. But uh, Keith Green sings this song, Created Me a Clean Heart and Renew a Right Spirit in Me. And, uh, and I feel like tonight as we, I, I, I'm, I'm feeling, <laughs> normally I'm the calm one. And I feel like I'm about to explode out of my body here. Um, I'm trying to be calm right now because I, I, <laughs> I'm having a hard time being calm. Um, I feel like there's a warrior spirit that's going to rise up in us. And there's some things that we're supposed to do tonight. Uh, Dan's going to speak into some things. We're going to need to pray some things. You're going you're gonna to be a part of this. So I'm going to ease you out of this nice soothing part into the warrior cry <laughs> that we're going to carry, that we're going to have tonight. Uh, there's, I feel like we're going to be decreeing and declaring things. Uh, yeah, so I don't want to jump ahead too much. Uh, I'm going to try to go quickly, but before, and then Dan's going to speak into some things and then get ready. I just, that your hearts would be so stirred for what the Lord wants to do and as we decree and declare things, things happen. They shift, not because of how great we are and, and our wonderful words, but when we declare the words of the Lord, his, his messengers, His angels begin to move at the word of the Lord. Things happen. Things shift. We declare things on earth as they are in heaven. We understand His will and we begin to actually take action. We take authority over the things of this earth because we've been given authority over the work of His hand. We have been given authority on this earth. He's given us authority. He's given us the keys of authority to the kingdom of heaven. Like we have more power and authority in Christ than we can fathom. It's just a matter of actually stepping into it. And it's in Christ. It's all because of His authority. It's all because of what He's done. But he gives us, he, he, let, he gives us these keys of authority so that we rule and we reign on this earth for his kingdom, that, his, that everything that is not of him, that everything that is evil, everything that is uh, demonic, everything that, that is not of the Lord, that does not come under his, in, in alignment with the kingdom of heaven, we actually take those things and we bring them underfoot and we hand them over. <laughs> to Jesus. And Jesus actually then hands over the kingdom to the Father. It's in 1 Corinthians 15. It's beautiful. Um, but I just, we're going to start here in this Psalm 51. There's some things that, uh, and I'll just read quickly. He says, have mercy on me, O God. Luna was just singing this about the mercy of God. Mercy of God is so critically important that we understand His mercy, His love, His tender, loving mercies. It all flows together according to his unfailing love. That's the mercy of God. And it says, and according to his great compassion. 
And then this is what he does. And, and the Lord put this on my heart the other day, and it was confirmed. It's been confirmed over and over again, and I feel like he's giving, still giving me just insight into this. And then I just got like a download, like something hit tonight. I want to just briefly share with you from Chuck Pierce about Colorado specifically. And, uh, and the Lord was saying we're get, we need to deal with iniquities. We need to deal with iniquities, uh, the iniquities in Colorado and, and in the church and uh, and this is part of the alignment. If you saw the, the I just wrote a quick word, uh, sent it out to everybody uh, around four o'clock, and uh, and it's that he's aligning us. Uh, he's bringing us into an alignment. And I and if you haven't felt it, I, I felt it, I, and I'm, I think a lot of you are feeling this. Like it feels like things are about to explode. Feels like something's about like we've been seeing it as like there's like this massive water balloon or something that's like hanging down and it's getting heavier and heavier and heavier and it's literally about to burst. And I, and I'm like, Lord, like why hasn't it burst? Like I feel like on the Sunday mornings it's like, oh, it's like right there. And uh, and this is this is what the Lord showed me. Sorry, and then and then we'll go back into the song. I just but. I think this will help us because we need, there's an alignment that he requires. There's an alignment that, that he's bringing us into. And uh, David Wagner had a prophetic word that he said, there are many words that you've heard throughout the years uh, about what I'm going to do in this place and in the region. And I'm lining them up like dominoes. I'm actually putting them in front of you. And you're going to see them fall one after the other after the other into place. But here's the thing. And I just felt like, I just saw the grace of the God, of our God and the, the mercy of our God and the patience of our God to go, I'm not releasing things yet because things aren't in alignment. And, and if you guys, have, if you've ever seen on YouTube those long, like they'll do a domino thing and, and it'll be like this huge, crazy thing of dominoes, really cool things. If one domino gets out of place, the whole reaction stops, right? Like, it's going along, going along. If one domino gets removed, boom, everything stops, and the rest of it doesn't happen. And I feel like the Lord was saying that this is what's happened in the churches, even in past revivals, is there, it's going along, it's going along. The reaction is hitting. Things are moving. God's moving. Words are being prophesied, and things are coming to, to pass. And then there's a misalignment. There's a division in the church. There's something that's, uh, there's pride that rises up. Something happens, and it's a misalignment in the, in the dominoes. And that's that one domino, and it shuts it down. It shuts everything down. And, I've, and if you look at the past movements and, and the, the, the things that have happened where there's been these amazing revivals, it's like they're going, 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 and then, bam, something hits. Somebody falls in sin. Something happens, and it shuts down. The revival shuts down the move of God. There's a division uh, in the church, and, and it'll, it'll split over something. And, and this is the misalignment with, with the plans and the purposes of God. There's iniquities that have come in. There's things that have come in. The word iniquity, and um, uh, Steve Gilbertson can explain this a hundred times better than I can. He was talking to me. But, um, but I have a, a cheat sheet. The word iniquity is avon, and it means it means the uh, oops. Uh, it relates to the inner character, and it points to an intentional twisting 
of the given of a given standard. And so, in the word, it, it often it'll talk about sins, transgressions, and iniquities. And sin is that is like you shoot at a target and it's you miss the mark. The transgressions are actually like. Uh, well, I'll just read it. It's, um, it's a willful rebellion against the given standard, against truth, against the Word of God. So it's just outright, I know I'm supposed to do this, but I'm going to do this. I don't care what the Word says. I don't care what the Lord says. I'm just going to go after That's a transgression. But the iniquities, these are the ones I feel like these are a little sneaky. They're a little sly because it's actually a twisting. It's an intentional twisting of the standard. And so what happens in the church is, is, and is even, even in the church, is there's this, like, well, according to, like, like I, can, I can read the Bible and I can twist things to go according to just how I'm living my life. And we can all do that. We can take the Bible, we can take a scripture and go, oh, see, I'm okay. I'm all right. It says it right here. Like, I've got the grace of God. It covers me. I'm, I'm good. I can walk in sin. I can do these things, and it's okay. And these are, these are twistings of the truth. They're iniquities uh, that lead to death. And, and there, are, there are iniquities that have been set up and are being set up. I mean, I, I don't want to get into detail on this because we need to pray into it. But, um, but there are truths that have been twisted. And, and then when you look at it, I can't, I can't even... If I don't know the truth, like, I'm like, how do I address the situation? Or how do I, I don't know which way to go. I don't know which one's right. We, we were just, you're going to see on the 27th of February if you come, on, which you should. Uh, it's, a, it's an amazing documentary that addresses uh, abortion. And it's something in the church that is, is, it's an iniquity in the church. And what's crazy, uh, I knew we were one of the first states, uh, Steve, told me that we're actually, Colorado is the first state in the United States that legalized abortion. That's, a, that's an iniquity. That's a throne of iniquity that has been established in Colorado. And these things need to be torn down. These things have to go. <laughs> uh, and this is where we're going to declare some things. Uh, we're going to declare truth. Uh, but I believe the Lord wants to address the iniquities of Colorado. Uh, so this is that in that scripture in Psalm 51, which we feel like is so key for this time. He says, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love and according to your great compassion. Blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. He's addressing all three. Those intentional rebellious things, those things where, oh man, we just missed the mark. Like I was trying to get there I didn't get there. Those are the sins. But we go, Lord, cleanse us from that. And then they, the iniquities, that you would actually wash those iniquities. And, and I see that is that it's the truth, it's the Word of God that actually cleanses us. It, it cleanses us from, that, uh, from those iniquities, from those things that, have, that are false truths. His Word is truth. Jesus is truth. So we need the truth. Remember when Pontius Pilate said, what is truth? <laughs> he was talking to truth. Right there, right in front of him was truth, and he didn't see it. He didn't know it. Uh, so just 
let's see, jumping down. Um, yeah, so it says, cleanse me with hyssop, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear and uh, let me hear joy and gladness, and let the bones you have crushed, let them rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquity. And then there's these words, the next words. This is what I want to sing. We're going to sing together. Create in me a pure heart or a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. We need the Holy Spirit in this time. We need to live by the Spirit. That's what we're talking about on Sunday. Living by the impulses of the Spirit. Walking in step with the Spirit. And so as we come into tonight, as we come into this time of of prayer, uh, I feel like it has to start here. That we would, let's look on the inside before we look outward and go, oh man, I can't believe this is going on and this is going on. I just saw, even as I was going through iniquities, I'm like, Lord, there are iniquities in my life that I'm, not even aware of. There are things that that I don't even see that are out of alignment. And so my prayer is is even tonight, Lord, I just, Lord, I want those things revealed. I want those things brought to light that if there's anything that is is out of alignment, that that the Lord would actually shift those things into alignment. And when I see them, that this is that place of walking humbly before my God, that I don't go, no, I'm fine. But no, I and I fall on my face before the Lord. I repent and I go, Lord, I'm so sorry. I want to turn. I want to know your ways and I want to walk fully in your ways. He's looking for a people that are, that are humble, that are contrite in spirit, and that tremble at the word of the Lord. Those are the ones that he will lift up. Those are the ones that he will esteem. That's that. And then Matt, or, uh, Micah 6, 8 is that, that we would act justly, love the mercy of God, and then walk humbly with our God. So let's let's sing this. And and I make this a prayer that the Lord would just reveal things in our own hearts right now. That we would, he would cleanse us, wash us. I just saw this at 6.45 tonight, just as we were coming in here, I just felt like, Lord, just had me go to this. And um, so I was just reading through it during worship and kind of forgotten about it. Uh, Chuck Pierce was here back in, I think it was December 2019. And uh, came in and and they were actually planning to go to Tucson and uh, for their last, kind of their last place that they were going in the year. And, And at the last moment, they made a shift and they felt like they needed to go to Colorado. And they needed to end in Colorado. They needed to finish in Colorado. And they actually came here, right up here on the stage here. And, and Chuck Pierce declared some things and decreed some things and, and just released some things. But this was, <laughs> it just hit me tonight as um, just reminded me that there was something that he had spoke to about iniquity. And so I went back and this is a rough, somebody tried to transcribe some things. And so I'm just going to kind of try to speak to it because the language in here is not complete. Um, but he said this. He said that, um, that there, was, there were thrones of iniquity uh, in Colorado. He says, I, I looked again, and, and 
he showed me what looked like five major thrones in Colorado. And he said they looked like bloodbaths because these thrones in the, straight, in, in the state uh, were causing a layer of darkness. But here was the cool part. Lord, he was saying, he goes, above the state, there was a glory realm that was trying to get through but there was a dark layer coming from the ground like a fog rising up, stopping the glory from flooding into the state. And this was coming from these, from these thrones of iniquity. And I knew God wanted to fill the state with His glory. But I also knew that there were great iniquitous structures that were hindering this. There's a conflict in the atmosphere in this state. And it was difficult to see whether it was a covenant state or not because of the conflict. This is, this is what Chuck Pierce was saying. This was not, only, this was not the only state that has this, this problem that it was, where it was hard to see whether it was a covenant route uh, that was going to come forth. But he says, I could see that the Lord was trying to come down into this place. And in the midst of us praying, we thought, oh, this is where he said, we thought we were going to go to Tucson uh, to set a gate between the east and the west. Uh, but then we felt like we were supposed to go to Castle Rock, Colorado. <laughs> because of this conflict that, that you represent, he says, um, let's see. Okay, let me skip that. So, um, Oh, he said this, some states, the glory was not trying to come down. But here, Colorado, it's actually was trying to come down into this state. The glory has been trying to come down for decades. He said this, one of your mottos is, we won't do anything without God. This is one of the mottos of Colorado. <laughs> but in that forming... There were iniquities that came forth. And we are back to bring a finishing anointing to shift the course of this nation. And, the, and he said this, he said he felt like the Lord said the finishing anointing was for Colorado to begin to shift things for the nation. So this becomes a key tonight uh, of all that he's concerned about, that to carry out tonight. And, and then he said this, and you will decree a new movement that is coming over Colorado. He said, let's look to the time that we are living in. We have just crossed over into a new era. It's a new era. And he says, it's time to allow your vision and this is this vision is not like our, our thoughts, our wisdom. The vision is it's a spiritual revelation and understanding. So in that place that he says, allow your vision or your spiritual wisdom and understanding to speak. So as you see what the Lord is doing and as he gives you spiritual wisdom and revelation, that we don't just go, that's great. We begin to actually declare it. There's a decree and a declare that's supposed to go forth. And then it says, you're going to decree, he said this, you're going to decree, you're going to command, and you're going to war for your future. Amen? <laughs> you think, I'm about to explode. <laughs> I said, you think I'm about to explode.
You guys all right? There's hardly anybody here in this room looks happy. I've just been looking at you. Some people look like they're kind of sleeping. Some people are sloking. That's half sleeping, half soaking. Mel Tari, he was preaching to a bunch of students. He said, no sloking, no more sloking. Everybody up, we're going to pray. Amen? We're going to pray. I'm excited because I know what happens in these prayer meetings. Y'all good? You all good? I, hey, I've been vetted. You don't have to test me. I, I, this brother loves me. Y'all stared at me like I'm a weirdo. I'm looking at you too, all right? I'm super encouraged. There's a major shift going on in our state. There's been something in my spirit for several months, and it's beginning to manifest. On the 30th, those at Bridgeway got invited to go. Uh, you know, Bridgeway and this house are two massively important gates in our region that the Lord showed me in 2016 before I ever even aligned with either one of them and said that these gates are so, so weighty in this front range. And so we begin to set our hearts to pray for the rock and pray for Bridgeway when we're having our church services. And I was there coming into Bridgeway's 25th anniversary. Peter asked me to come, and it was a, a Micah 2.13 anointing to break things open. In that moment, there was all of a sudden, I was made aware of this root structure. Do we need to all practice rapture rapture practice? Everybody on the edge of their seats, they jump off. You ever done rapture practice? Y'all need to wake up. Y'all good? Come on. This is a prayer meeting. These are the best meetings that a church can have. But we get to shift some things in the spirit. They really do work. The reason why I have such zeal for prayer, I've seen them work. I've been over 2,000 prayer meetings. I've been in some that were lame and that I stepped into others that were powerful and were moved by the Spirit and God took a small group of people and we were able to shift climates over cities and we watched them happen. Watched it happen. Prayer meetings are highly effective. Amen? So all of a sudden I was made aware of this root structure standing at Bridgeway and the testimony all of a sudden about a little boy his name was Aspen, I think he's a year and a half old, one of the worship leaders, that his voice had been taken from him since birth. He had severe throat damage, and he lost his voice. And on that morning, the Lord spoke. There was a testimony. Somebody ran up, and that morning, that little boy got his voice back. And the Lord said over this Aspen root structure, in the same way that God decimated a satanic root structure in Nineveh, think about that, over 120,000 people with the reluctant prophet that just had a storm that God created to get him into position and coughed him up onto, a, onto an island, if you will, walked into a city and began to prophesy the word of the Lord. And in one moment, God struck down a satanic root structure over 120,000 demonized people and their hearts and their minds shifted in a moment towards righteousness. In one moment. And I'm here to tell you, it doesn't matter what curses have been over Colorado. I'm telling you, he is breaking the working of iniquity. There is no throne greater than the throne of God. And when we declare the greatness of his throne, that he is positioned, that the earth is his footstool, there is no devil in hell that can resist the power of God. And listen, it is the will of God to transform all of Colorado. But he hasn't because he's waiting on you and I to get into position and to pray. Amen. Amen, Brother Dan. That was a good word.
That morning, a supernatural roar went out of that place. Sean, you were there, you remember? It was supernatural. It was so loud and so deafening. And the warfare that had been against that gate was broken. And I heard the Lord said, I'm about to explode over this region. And I saw the root structure that God has been giving this house and the 120-mile radius. And the Lord said, it's time to prophesy. And then Peter on Wednesday called me out. He says, Dan, you are about to reverse and to break the curse of men of God that have spoken over Colorado and declared it to be hard to this and to this. And the Lord has been speaking to me that we're going to break that in the spirit. I was coming, uh, I was made aware, I was up north, was asked to go on a little TV show. Mike's been on there before. It was a TBN, kind of an offshoot. And they wanted to interview some local pastors and they asked me to come along with many other pastors that have been on there. And I told them, I'm not interested in going on the show unless I can prophesy for 10 minutes. I don't want to do an interview. I don't, I don't care to do an interview. I just want to prophesy the word of the Lord into the airwaves of Colorado because everything is about to ship. I said, if you'll let me do that, I'll come on your show. If not, then we're good, you know. They said, hey, it's yours. You can have it. And so for 10 minutes, was able to release the word of the Lord over Colorado. And I did it. I felt like my veins were going to come out of my forehead. It was awesome. And there was a pastor that was from Greeley there that got really shook. He's a revival pastor in Greeley. He's in his 70s, coming close into his 80s. A mighty man of God. He said, Dan, he said, I want to make you aware of some root structures that have been in Colorado because I believe that God's anointing you to break them off of Colorado. He says, a man of God stood into the north. I'm not going to give you his name because I actually respect him. He's He's a tremendous man of God. But he came in the 70s, ironically, and he said over Colorado, Colorado, you do not want the Holy Spirit. Colorado, you are resistant to the Spirit. You want Jesus but you don't want the Spirit. And he left frustrated because none of his Spirit meetings were getting to effect. And when I heard that I was grieved, and the Lord says, I want you to break off that foolish speak that came out of that man out of frustration, and I want you to prophesy. That's the only reason why iniquity is allowed to have roots in cities is because the Spirit of God, the Spirit of truth, and that of righteousness has been resisted in cities. And we are to invite him to come back And it's not just for this house. We're on a root structure, and everything that we do here is going to affect all of Colorado. Do you believe that? I asked you a question. Do you believe that? Amen. It goes just like this. I was at a youth camp, and the Holy Spirit was about to pour out upon this pastor. It was in a town of 700. He had a church of 1,000. He invited me in, didn't know who I was, and the Lord had me speak to that night about 220 teenagers about the power of the Nazarite, and it greatly offended the pastor. I went to the coffee the next morning, I heard him talking to all of his staff. He said, I don't like our special speaker this year. I heard him saying this, and I was a little bit vexed because I was a special speaker, and I'm like, oh Lord, you know, this guy doesn't like me. And, uh, but I was like, well, whatever, he gives me the mic tomorrow morning, I'm going to speak. And so the next morning, I preached on the end times, which he didn't like that at all, about getting these kids ready to raise up their voices, a radical generation. I don't know what pastor would be angry at that, but he was very frustrated. And he came up to me afterwards, he said, uh, Dan, you are not to preach tonight until I give you a microphone. Don't say a word. I said, hey, that's fine. Whatever you want, you paid for the tickets, you know. So I went that night, and the Holy Spirit broke out in worship before anything was said and an 18 year old boy got up there and began to repent for the darkest stuff 
that he had been committing all of his drugs and he began to weep and his adoptive parents were in the audience they adopted him at 16 years of age they adopted him as a little thug as a little gangbanger and he was a wreck they had the two little Norwegian kids with them beautiful family and this kid was a nightmare and he was repenting under the deepest conviction it was absolutely holy it's like exactly what happened when Keith Green was at ORU singing this song in the early 70s created me a clean heart and the Holy Spirit hit ORU with such conviction over a hundred kids got up and began to confess in front of the entire student body the sins of homosexuality and when the last kid hit the glory of God hit ORU where Keith Green dove under the piano because the fear of God the weight of God came into the room and that's what happened at this camp these kids shoved their seats and I got up there and I said the Holy Spirit is here respond to him and these kids pushed their seats every adult except for the youth pastor and the pastor responded and began to weep before God so loudly so powerfully and I was in the back getting overcome and five minutes later the pastor gets up he said that is enough he goes the Holy Spirit doesn't do this everybody up and get to the lake and I went that night I was so vexed I said I'm going to leave this place it's like it's like you know Ichabod you know just the glory of the Lord's departed and I went to change and the Lord said I want you to stay in prayer tonight and I was up all night in prayer just was, it was a supernatural grace to pray all night and the next morning I went to get changed and showered and the Lord says don't change don't shower I want you to go exactly how you're dressed I don't want you to comb your hair I do not want you to brush your teeth. I want you to go as a prophet in there, and I want you to invite me to come back. That pastor put the mic in my hand, and I began to weep, and I said, Holy Spirit, would you come? And I am not kidding. He came with such force. He leveled the place. I've never seen anything like that before. He leveled those teenagers under the power of God, and all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit began to move. I looked at the worship leader. She fell out in the spirit and slammed on top of her keyboard. I thought she was going to snap and nap. And the glory of God hit the drummer. He fell out of his seat. Everything went haywire. Haywire. Because the Holy Spirit wants to move. Sadly, that pastor resisted and went through six church splits. Is no longer in the ministry. But almost every kid that was at that camp is now in full-time ministry or doing something great for the kingdom of God because they encountered the spirit of God. And we're going to take a stand tonight because I feel such an aggressive nature that Holy Spirit is going to be invited back into this state. Amen. I'm going to read some things to you that is happening. So there were some things that are shifting that happened in September of last year. You have to take a look. You got to get kind of a macro look at what's going on. A 30,000 foot view. Colorado was being shaken under the glory of God. I was driving to go to the western slope to preach to a bunch of pastors and intercessors. I had no idea of their spiritual condition. I'm going up the I-70 corridor, and I feel the glory of God all the way until I get into Vail, and I felt darkness. And the Lord says, don't be concerned about the darkness. I'm about to shake Vail to its cores. There will be a revival in Vail. And I went down into, into Grand Junction. These are cities that I've been into many times before, and have never felt the presence of God. And the Lord said, I'm shaking the high places, I'm shaking the low places and I am birthing in my people a hunger to cry out for me again I'm about to shake 
this state for my glory. And I went into Grand Junction, and the pastors and the intercessors were so hungry, so fiery, so radical. I'm telling you, they were burning so hot. And the Lord says, the divide of the continental divide has been removed because there used to be a gate there that the Lord showed me in 2016. And again the other day, I heard a prophet say again, there's a revival coming out of the West. It's going to go across this nation and move into the East. He was, being, he was prophesying on Sidroth. And he says, the glory of the Lord is about to shake America. And prophets have been speaking about Colorado as a high place, that it's no longer the resistance to revival. Are you with me? The Lord says that gate has been opened, and now we're going to prophesy Holy Spirit coming again. Amen? Would you stand with me? We're going to read the Word of God, and we're going to passionately pray tonight for Holy Spirit to come. I want you to pray tonight with a zeal in your heart, standing on a root structure, knowing that as we command a blessing, we we don't have to bind. We're going to loose tonight and declare, Holy Spirit, Colorado is yours. Amen? Isaiah 45, verse 8. Rain down, you heavens, from above, and let the skies pour down. This is what's happening in Colorado. Let the skies pour down righteousness. Let the earth open and let them bring forth salvation. And let righteousness spring up altogether. When Sean Foyt was here in September, the Lord spoke to him. You're going to do 40 tours at the last stop, the last place that I send you will be the place that I'm going to release a great glory in that place. And his last stop was in Estes Park at the end of September. The supernatural buildup getting into that moment, 1,000 to 1,500 people responded. And from that event, a representative from Pueblo reached out to Pastor Steve in Estes Park, and she says, the representatives were about to go into session on January 10th. We are desperate. A third of us are Republican. Two-thirds of us are Democrat. All of us are feeling a satanic pressure. We're concerned about going into the legislative process without prayer. She says, Pastor Steve, can you muster the 64 counties? Can you get intercessors and pastors together to pray for us? We're going to invite you into our legislative process. You can sit in the balconies, and then you can come down and pray for our representatives. You know, this happened in the, in the late 90s where a man of God in Lone Tree, a representative, cried out for the church to do the exact same thing, and it fell upon deaf ears. That's how you know that everything is about to shift from our highest offices. Amen? I'm going to read this out of John 16. But now I go away to him who sent me, and none of you asks me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. That's what we need. The reason why abortion was able to get a root in our state because the Holy Spirit was not allowed to move. There is no preacher that can preach righteousness without him. There is no spirit of truth without him. I recently saw a group of people stand in front of a pastor in our region, and he was preaching pro-life, and they walked up, they lined up probably nine, ten people deep. They put a finger in his face. They said, how dare you preach against abortion? 
It's the law of the land. People are thinking this way because they're under a delusion. Because Holy Spirit has not been allowed to move. And we are about to be overcome by His power. I'll say it again. Some of you don't, I don't even believe it. We're about to be overcome by His power. Pastor, be free to be as radical as you want. I found out something. Holy Spirit doesn't care about our personality types. He doesn't consider if you're an introvert. You don't have to shout because you're introvert. I know you're insecure. That's of the flesh. It's time for introverts. God's introvert. God's extrovert. He's all of them. And there's a time that God wants us to shout and to roar because he's given us the city. Amen? And when he, the Spirit, has come, he is going to convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. And of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. And he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you the things to come. He will glorify me and he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. Let's lift our hands. Holy Spirit, we stand tonight in this place of authority. You gave us the keys. We're in a divine month. We're in a prophetic moment. God, America is being shaken. The foundations of this nation are being shaken. Darkness is being exposed, and righteousness will rain down from heaven. Father, we declare, we bless the land that it will break forth into salvation. Father, we speak to the wells of the deep of this country, and we declare that the fear of the Lord will run rampant in our nation once again. We declare the wind of the Spirit to blow. There will be not one state that can resist the Spirit. We declare over Colorado, we bless you, Colorado, you are not hard ground. Your ear is not deaf to the voice of the Spirit, nor will you be resistant to the Spirit any longer. Colorado, we bless you to have great need of the Spirit of truth, the Spirit of righteousness. We declare the conviction of sin to come upon Colorado, that you will judge rightly. Father, we declare that the iniquitous bent in our hearts would be fixed in Jesus' name by the working of the Spirit. Father, we call Colorado, this high place, blessed. We declare that every witch coven is being turned upside down. Father, we speak into every cult. We speak into every denomination. We declare into the Mormon tabernacles, into the Jehovah's Witnesses. We declare, God, that you're invading every witchcraft coven for your glory. Jesus, we declare that you are the desire of the nations. Holy Spirit, you come to manifest Jesus to your people. We call forth in the name of Jesus that every dark place, every habitation of evil, we declare a great gathering of the light of Jesus. We declare the glory is pressing into this state. And we declare the dark cloud over this state is being broken open. We declare that iniquity cannot rule and it cannot reign over this state for the King of glory is coming in. Father, we speak to every gate to be opened. We speak to every head to be lifted. We command spiritual blindness to come off of 
every eye and we declare the ears of man to be open to the voice of the Lord. We declare the voice of God thunders and shakes the very foundations of this state. We bless Colorado and we call forth revival in our state. We call forth revival in the capital. Lord, we call forth revival in our representatives. We call forth revival into Governor Polis. Father, we speak a spirit of awakening on every pastor, upon every denomination. We declare ancient wells to be dug in mainline denominations in the name of Jesus. Father, we declare that the wells will be dug in Colorado, and it's happening even now. Lord, salvation is springing forth from the ground. Come on, church, pray. Pray. Just pray in the Spirit. Invite Holy Spirit to come, the Spirit of truth, who convicts of sin, who glorifies Jesus. Holy Spirit, we declare, we long for you. We want you to come more and more and more. We declare that every high place is yours. Every desert place is yours. Every hard place is yours. Father, every city, God, every county belongs to you. Come and take your rightful place. We declare that the power of iniquity is broken. The deception of sin is broken in the name of Jesus. Let righteousness rain down from above in Jesus' name. Come on, raise your voice. Raise your voice. You came to pray, you might as well pray. Hallelujah. Rain down, Lord. Rain down. Come on, keep going. Rain down. Rain down, you heavens from above. Let the skies pour down righteousness. Let the earth open. Let them bring forth salvation. And let righteousness spring up altogether. In the name of Jesus. JR, come here. Come, come. Hold my hand. In the name of Jesus, I lift up the pastors. God, the older generation. Father, even the pastors, Lord, is a time for me to pass on the torch. And Lord, I just lift up JR's hands. And I declare he represents men of God who are about to get their marching orders once again. Lord, they're about to be commissioned once again to ride one more time for the king. Father, I declare there's another fight in this man of God. There's another fight in these men of God. And Father, I declare, God, in the fathers of Colorado, that you would awaken their hearts if they're under any kind of slumber or any kind of weariness for years of ministry. Oh, God, release the fire and the oil over them in the name of Jesus. Fill them from the top of their head to their feet in the name of Jesus. Lord, I bless Jr. I bless his tongue to carry the fire of the word of God. Lord, I bless these hands, God, to lay hands on the sick, God. Give them eyes to see. Lord, this man's carried revival, and I bless him, God, to be a revivalist for your glory. The Lord, the, the latter days of his life will be greater than the former. And I bless every spiritual father in this city, in our region, and in our counties, oh God. Awaken our pastors in the name of Jesus. Lord, I ask you to put a blue flame on JR's tongue. Tonight, Lord, as he's laying in bed, let the lightnings of glory hit him. <laughs> Woo! JR, I want to bless you. I bless JR. 
When I speak into the days of revival in Granby, is it Grand Lake or Granby? Grand Lake. I speak into those revival roots of his life. I speak into the revival breakthroughs, God, over at the warehouse on the other side of town. I speak, God, into the name of Jesus, the things you've raised this man up for for such a time as this. God, birth it in him again. Stir him up in the, in the spirit again. Lord, give him the great revelation, Lord. God, I bless his mouth to prophesy. Lord, uh, uh, eyes burning with fire in the name of Jesus. Lord, I declare a fresh ignition of his heart in the name of Jesus to begin to see things the way you see them. Lord, to begin to call the fathers of our city to be awakened in the name of Jesus. Lord, I speak to the pastors of our city that have lost their oil, that maybe think it's the next generation that's got to carry the torch. Father, I speak over these pastors. Awaken them in the name of Jesus. A fresh touch from their head to their feet in the name of Jesus. Lord, invade the secret places of their life again in the name of Jesus. A signing up again for your glory. And I bless what this man carries. I bless the very wells of this house, God, of revival. All that was prophesied, all that was declared, all that was decreed. We bless the wells of this house in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, God, I bless the mantle upon his life, Lord. I bless the mantle upon his life, Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come, Holy Spirit. Come on, lift your hands up. Come, Holy Spirit. Come on, you've got to push back a little bit of that flesh. That's when Jesus comes. We're about to have hostile takeovers from Holy Ghost. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Say this, Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit. We want you to come however you want to come. You can come however you want to come. Lord, Say this, say, Lord, position my heart in humility that I'll be able to move with your spirit the way that you want us to. We take nothing for granted. We're not saying you have to move this way or that way. We're just saying, Lord, our hearts are hungry for a real Holy Spirit revival. So Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Lord, I ask that you invade into our private lives, God. Invade into our homes. Invade into our homes. I remember in 2000, God was taking me deep. He called me on a 40-day fast. I came off that fast and I was in prayer. And I was pacing in my living room. The Holy Spirit said, I'm about to take you deep into my presence. He said, I'm going to give you the fear of the Lord. And he said, there's some things in your TV cabinet that are grieving me. And he began to take me into a journey of the things. He said, Dan, it's time for you to move on from these childish things. I'm calling you into deeper places with me. And I began to experience the supernatural, began to experience him. I feel that again right now. Again, it's like there's been these times and seasons where Holy Spirit has said, I'm calling into this. It's time to come into this. And I told Jenny today, I said, I feel like there's another, another stirring of the Spirit. He said, I want you to go deep again. I want you to come after me again. I'm about to baptize in fire. My wife's been trying to read every book she can get a hold of of the Holy Spirit. She said, I want to know him. I want to know him. She's been reading the word and reading the word and listening to Wigglesworth and Catherine Coleman. How the Spirit moves. So Lord, we stand tonight at this high place. We bless Colorado. 
we declare that Colorado is not hardened any longer to the supernatural. It is not hardened to the Holy Spirit. We want Holy Spirit. We can't do it without Him. In the name of Jesus. Just, I feel like we're supposed to lay hands on a neighbor. Just lay your hands on a neighbor. I feel like the Lord is about to come. He initiates this. He wants to give you the grace for hunger. He is the initiator of this. The whole, I stand at your door and I'm knocking. If you want to move with the Spirit in your life, just lay your hands on somebody. Begin to bless them. Lord, stir our hearts for more of your presence. Stir our hearts for more of your presence. Stir our hearts for more of your presence. Speak to the lid, the lid to come off in Jesus' name. dangerous prayers come on from your heart I just want you to put your hands in your heart it's the greatest gift it's the Holy Spirit I just want you to come I just want you to come you wait and you touch it down in your house you see what happens I've had him touch down in my house before 
many times. One time I was in capacity for eight hours. Everything about the Spirit is amazingly awesome. Some of you are about to be uncorked, set free. There's coming such a deliverance to your voice. The Spirit of Truth, He's releasing alignment over the body right now. Colorado is about to be caught up in the greatest awakening that we've ever seen. I'll say it again. Colorado, I'm prophesying this, is about to be caught up in the greatest awakening that this state has ever seen. We're in the days of the Lord. God is going to shake everything that can be shaken for His glory. It is a new day over this state. Amen. We bless the land. And I want to declare this, that the heavens are not brass. The heavens are open. I don't live under a brass heaven. I said, I don't live under a brass heaven. Heavens are open. I love what Chuck said. He says, it's like the glory is trying to press through. Because this state, I remember that night he was here. I was here. Because the glory is pressing through. And I'm telling you something. I have never felt over Colorado like I feel. Do you know, I had an encounter with the Lord driving through Boulder three months ago. I've always avoided going through Boulder when I go to Estes Park. I go to Estes Park all the time to preach in a church. I drove through Boulder a few months ago, and I got hit by the power of God. First time in that city. I, had to, I got out of my car to go get some Pete's coffee, and I'm looking around in this parking lot going, about to shake Boulder. They're having souls. There, there was a, a, a voodoo priestess radically set free on the steps of, a, of the courthouse. She took these pastors up to the, to, the, to the waterhead where all the water comes out where it goes into Boulder Creek. She says, we have been cursing this fountain for years, but now I declare it is the fountains of living water flowing all through Boulder. There was a Canadian girl out of Canada up there at Vine Life Church when John Finch was hosting Resound back in the day. And this little Canadian girl, we're all worshiping. All of a sudden, she stops. She goes, I see Jesus. He's dancing on your high places. She says, and there's a hand of witchcraft coming out of the high places, pointing at Jesus, saying, you can't do that. And then she says, I see Jesus say, watch me. And she says, Colorado. She says, Colorado, you're about to be taken up in the glory. The spirit of witchcraft is broken off of you from the mouth of a Canadian. Jesus is taken back what rightfully belongs to him. The father said, I'm going to give you your inheritance, son. And the Lord says, God says, what's your favorite state? He said, it's Colorado. It's my inheritance. That's what I'm declaring. Amen? Amen. My brother, are you ready to come, Kevin? Come here, prophet. God is going to have fun. So, Mike, when you were speaking, the Lord showed me this, and then he wanted me to declare this and just release this with, with agreement. I saw a vine coming up, and it was strangling. 
Um, but he said, it's not, the Lord said, it's not a vine, it's a weed. It was the weed of iniquity. And it was around the hearts, and it was strangling certain hearts. And it was strangling the spine. It was neutralizing the spine in his people. And then it went up to the mind. Instead of the vine that Jesus speaks of, he said, this is the, the weed of iniquity. And I saw that it was causing a divided heart from his heart in many of his leaders and in many of us in the body of Christ. And I saw the blood of Jesus being applied as we were praying tonight to the very roots. You're talking about the root structure. He's purifying that root structure. I saw the blood of Jesus. It was like toxic, and it was burning the roots of this weed. As we were praying, as we were repenting, as the songs were, were being sung. And, but what I saw is what he showed me is I saw some some hands were holding on to that that weed of iniquity. They didn't want to let go. And what the Lord showed me is it was a false vine. That's why he called it a weed. And the verse that came to mind, I don't know, some of you may remember this. I think it might be in Thessalonians or something where it says a form clinging, clinging, holding to a form of religion devoid of power is devoid of the spirit and the power. And some were not wanting to let that go but it was a false vine. It wasn't the vine. And some of them didn't even know, but some of it was intentional. Some of the, they were intentionally not wanting to let go of this weed of iniquity. And as we were repenting, I saw, and as the blood was accomplishing its work, the vine began to disintegrate from the roots up. And all of a sudden their hands were empty and they weren't clinging to that weed of iniquity, that false power, that, that form of religion, that form of I'm doing church, but that was devoid of the power of the Spirit, that was devoid of what God was wanting to do. And I saw that some were then going to cling to Jesus, and some weren't. And he gave me this scripture, 1 Samuel 15, 23. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. There's the witchcraft. And stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, rejecting the Holy Spirit, rejecting what God was wanting to do here in Colorado, because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he also has rejected you from being king. King is authority. What God was saying is, what I am doing is I am disintegrating that root of iniquity as we've been praying. The blood is covering it. Those who have held on to a form of religion devoid of a power because that false vine, that iniquity gave a false power. It's not the real authority. Some will then cling. So God, we first pray for those that have been holding on to that, where we may have, where others in your body, in your church, and the leaders and pastors, where they've been holding on to that, and now you're burning that, and all of a sudden they've got nothing to hold on to, where that weed of iniquity was and is now being disintegrated. We pray in your mercy that you direct them to cling to hold to Jesus. We pray that they would cling to the hem of your garment, that they would push through anything in their heart or in their lives, and that you would release a cry for them to reach out to you like the woman with the issue of the blood, to reach out for you like those who it says will grope for you, God. We just pray for that for those in your body and in leadership in Jesus' name. And with that verse, you know, he said it's destroying the authority. God said, because you've rejected the word of the Lord, I have taken the kingdom from you. You are no longer be king. That was spoken of, of course, uh, Saul. And then what happened? God replaced it with the Davids. 
And he said, the Davids are coming forth. The Davids are coming forth. The men after my own heart, because I saw, remember the weed created a divided heart from God's heart. And he said, I'm calling forth and I'm bringing forth the Davids, the worshipers, the warriors. David was a prophet, a priest, and a king. Prophet to prophesy what God is saying, the word of the Lord. Priest to minister to the Lord and capture his heart. And king, kingly authority. So God, we call forth the Davids. Let them come forth, God. Where the Saul's were, let the Davids come forth. If there are Saul's that are, that are clinging to you, let, them, let the spirit of David come upon them. God, we pray and release the spirit of David. And we call forth the Davids in your body, in your leadership, in the pastors, in the fivefold, and in just the masses of your beautiful bride. We call forth the Davidic spirit to rise up, God, to prophesy your word, to agree with your word, to minister to you, to worship in war, and to walk in your authority in Jesus' name. Hey, Ronnie, can you come here? Pastor Mike, I just feel like Ronnie is supposed to just pray the fire of God. God is, I just saw God just like taking a clamp off of your tongue. He's about to lose your voice, okay? And you carry the fire of God in your life. So I just feel like you're supposed to release this. And then I just, um, I just want to pray over your voice. Amen. Father, I just bless Ronnie. Jesus' name, and I declare his voice is released as a revivalist. I declare the fire of God upon his life, the fire that he's been in in this last year. Lord, even as the enemy tried to take him out as a young age to try to break his heart, what the enemy meant for death and destruction, God, you have raised this man up, God, to see a generation loosed and delivered from addiction, from bondage, from broken hearts. Father, I thank you, the anointing upon his life, to loose, to break the power of suicide off of young hearts in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I declare over his voice, it is being released tonight in the name of Jesus. Father, there will be no more resistance on his tongue over his voice. The very fire that is in him will no longer be kept off in Jesus' name. I declare this man of God's voice loosed in Jesus name now you've been in the fire for months bro I want you to pray it over us just minutes ago I saw a clamp coming off of your mouth and I know you're bold and I know you're radical but God says I'm about to take your voice to a whole nother level because it's like there is like an explosion in your belly and it's like it can't get out the way you want it to get out am I right? Because there's been a, a clamp, like a something over your voice. And God says, I'm about to release the pressure out of your belly. That clamp is coming off. So we're going to bless you tonight in Jesus' name. Now, I know this young man. I know how he lives. He carries the fire of God in his life. I know his hunger. I know how the enemy tried to take him out several years ago. We used to pray together in our prayer room together. I know his testimony. And when the enemy tries to take out a champion, when God brings him through, they have a deliverance anointing on their life. And he has a deliverance anointing on his life. He's been so hungry for revival. He's been going to cities, 
getting in revival anointing so desperate, him and his wife, for the presence of God. And I just feel like this generation is about to be so gripped that we're going to be overcome by this hungry generation that's about to come up. It's going to put a demand on us. Amen? So I want you to release whatever's in you. If he, if he doesn't come, I don't want to live. I really don't. I don't want to live. If we can't experience the fire here, um, like I just don't want to live. I really don't. Um, Jesus, we want to be desperate, God. Would you send your fire right here to the rock, Jesus, and to a people that are desperate for you, Jesus? Would you stir up our hearts? That we'd become so desperate, Jesus, for your fire that we would go anywhere and we would do anything and we'd surrender anything, Jesus. So we just ask that you'd expose every hindrance and every block in each and every one of our hearts that's preventing your spirit from filling us to the capacity to overflowing, Jesus. We're desperate for you, God. We have to have you. Your people need you. And we need the fire, God. So would you bless your people? Would you come to your people right here that are in this room with your fire? Oh, Jesus, it's, it's your fire. Um, we were in a, in a meeting in, in Phoenix this last weekend, and it was I just the Spirit came on me, and I journaled one thing while we were there. We were there all weekend, but I journaled one thing, and it... it it's in my journal. I just want to read it real quick because I'm. It's in here. I wrote it in tongue, so I can't actually read it. But it was. I just wrote this. This one thing I wrote all week, and it said the one main revelation, the only thing that can change, correct, heal, purify, restore, and save is the fire. So that's what we want. If we need deliverance, if we need healing, if we need restoration in our in our families and our marriages, um, it's the fire. It's the only thing um, that can save us. It's the only thing that can restore a nation. It's the only thing that can heal this nation. So, Father, send your fire, God. It's the one thing. It's the fire. So, Father, release your fire on your people. love the way God's spirit moves in this place, don't you? So while Dan was speaking, I got hit with this. I want to ask a question, then I want to say something briefly, then I'm going to read a scripture and pray into it. Iniquity. How do you know when you're self-deceived? You don't. 
That's iniquity. That's the way it works. It creeps in and it twists things. So we can't see, I can't see, none of us can see when it's present. Psalm, I think it's 66. David said, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. Thank God he didn't say, if I have iniquity in my heart, he will not hear. If I regard it, if I know it's there and I love it, that's different than having it. So the way forward, I don't want to see a new move of God. I want to see an old move of God. It's in Genesis 26. Isaac's going back to where, where he used to live. It says this, 26:15. The Philistines had stopped and filled with earth all the wells that his father's servants, Abraham's servants, had dug in the days of Abraham. All those wells of Abraham were stopped up. And then it says, and Isaac dug again the wells of water that had been dug in the days of Abraham, his father, which the Philistines had stopped after his death. Father, we got Philistines running all over around us. We got things in the culture around us. We've got these thrones of iniquity in Colorado. We've got all these things that are filling up the wells of Abraham with rocks and dirt so that the water can't flow. And I'm declaring tonight that we, along with everyone else who is part of this move of the Spirit, we are going to dig again the wells of Abraham. We are going to remove the stones and the dirt and the rubble that was thrown in there by the Philistines. We are going to dig those wells again so that the water of life that Abraham lived on will flow again. Abraham, the man of God, who walked up the mountain with his son Isaac. Hebrews says that he believed God could raise him from the dead. He had a promise that the earth was going to be blessed through his seed. Isaac, his only seed, and he goes up that mountain. Give us that faith like Abraham to look at the things around us and to say, I really don't care what happens. I'm going to trust you and I'm going to believe you and the way things look are not going to stop me. The way things look are not going to hold me back. <laughs> Papa told me to put on my favorite hoodie tonight. On the back it says, I will stand for truth even if I stand alone. That's Abraham. He walked. Did he walk perfectly? No, none of us do. But Abraham had enough faith that he knew that he could come back down with Isaac. Even if he offered him at the top of that mountain, he said, wait here, we're going to come back. Father, so we're looking for a very old move. We want you to come in and give us the understanding and the power to dig again the wells of Abraham. Abraham, who believed God, and it was credited to him for righteousness. Abraham, who got brought outside his tent at night. And the father said, Abraham, look up at the sky. Can you count all those stars? You're going to have more generations than you can even see in those stars. Abraham believed him. Listen to what God is speaking to you, because he speaks truth. We can't have ears for anything but truth. 
So, Father, take away ears that hear anything but your truth. Make your truth so loud that we can't hear anything else. And even if we get rejected by family, even if we get rejected by friends, no matter what comes, Father, give us that faith like Abraham's. And as we dig those wells, maybe you've got wells in your own life that have been filled up with rubble. Maybe other people have thrown rocks into them like the Philistines, filled them with dirt and capped them so that the water of life would no longer flow. I'm declaring that the water of life is flowing again right now. And that it's going to flow out of you. It's going to flow to the people around you. <laughs> it's going to be not ankle deep, not knee deep, not waist deep, so deep that you can't walk through it and you got to swim and they've got to swim. Father, as it was in the days of Abraham, we have even more because we have Jesus and we have your spirit in a whole new way. But our faith began with Abraham. So, Father, give us the power. Give, you've already given us the authority. Give us the power. Give us the understanding. Give us the insight to redig those ancient wells of faith like Abraham had. And I turn those wells of faith loose in Colorado. And those thrones of iniquity don't stand a chance. They cannot stand against what we have. In Jesus' name. I think we got maybe two more prayers and then we'll we'll close it. We got we got the Sharon's. Sharon one and Sharon two. I don't know which one's which. <laughs> okay. Interestingly, I actually had a dream that had to do with those false belief systems. Um, and I'm going to say just a little bit. Um, and as, as I was walking, I was seeing these people who were moving away from the Lord because they had heard something that once I heard it, I knew it was not truth. But they were so blind in their, and, and so deaf in their ears that they could just simply not sense, not understand the truth of it. And the Lord's had me in Isaiah 35. And 3 says, Strengthen the feeble hands, steady the knees that give way, so that those with fearful hearts be strong. Do not fear your God will come. He will come with vengeance, with divine retribution. He will come to save you. Then will the eyes of the blind be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then will the lame leap like deer and the mute tongue shout for joy. Father God, I want to thank you for your remnant. Thank you, Father God, because your remnant knows your voice. Thank you, Father God, because we can distinguish your voice from that of the enemy. Thank you, Father God, because we can distinguish the truth. And thank you, Father God, because we are wise and we seek your truth. 
Father, if we are not, lead us to your word. Show us your truth. Teach us how to be hungry for your word, to seek and devour your word, to be hungry for knowledge, to seek and go after Lady Wisdom. Father God, show us what it is that we need to know. Teach us how to discern your word, Lord, and your truth, because it will set us free, Father. Lord, I pray right now, Lord, for your church, Lord. I pray that your church awakens. I pray that your church may be no longer blind, that it may hear, Lord. Father, I pray that we may distinguish your truth from the lie, that we may go after you and only you, Father. Show us how to be in love with you, to go after our first love again, Lord. Teach us how to turn away from the enemy, turn away from the lies, Lord. I just praise you and I thank you for the way that you are strengthening your body right now, Lord. That you are purifying us with fire, Lord. That we may seek you and only you, Lord. Father, teach us how to go back to you. Take us back to you, Lord. I love you, Lord. say real quick, I think that those uh, thrones of iniquity have been dealt with. So I'm, I could be wrong, but I think that they've gone to every single place with intercessors and no, not, not yet. Are there a few left or a few dealt with? None of them have been dealt with? Or, okay. Well, Lord, we, we just, um, we just uh, declare in the name of Jesus that any thrones of iniquity in Colorado would be brought down. And I don't know if we have the authority to do that tonight, so I just leave that at your feet, Papa. But I declare in agreement with my brothers and sisters in Christ that every throne of iniquity will be cut off and taken down by the authority of the name of Jesus. I just felt to pray a little bit into uh, Psalm 51, if you want to pray with me. Lord, we thank you for the confession and that you've heard us, God, and that your mercy and your fountain of forgiveness overflows. God, we thank you for your great compassion that covers uh, the guilt of our sin. God, we thank you that you erase the deep stain that is on the conscience of Colorado in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you that you take our shame. And God, in Jesus' name, we thank you that you say to us, um, everything that you say to us is in fallibly true and your judgment it conquers us God it convicts us to the core God we pray in the name of Jesus that Colorado would be convicted to the core God and that revival would come and that anything that would hinder it whether it be thrones or whether it be words of people have spoken God we we just say everything that hinders shall be dealt with and the waters of revival will come forth and God, we, we say, come quickly. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. We know it's not far off. We know it's right there. God, you know the tipping point, what needs to happen. And we just come into agreement with you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, and we that you delight to set your deep truth in our spirits. And God, we say that you would do that now. Set your deep truth in our spirits. 
and come into the hidden places of our hearts and teach us your wisdom. God, give us supernatural wisdom so that everything that needs to be dealt with would be dealt with. Purify our consciences, God. Wash us in your love that we would be pure in heart. Satisfy us in your sweetness and that our songs of joy would come forth. So, Lord, we say in Jesus' name, create a new, clean heart within each and every one of your believing believers across all of Colorado. Cleanse our hearts and fill us afresh with pure thoughts and holy desires. We are ready to please you. Thank you, Lord, that you will never reject us, for the blood of Jesus was shed just for that that you will never take your spirit from us, for we are sealed with the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, you come close to us and that your spirit is willing. We will obey everything that you say. Deliver us fully from every sin. God, we pray that we would sing and that passionate songs of joy and deliverance would come forth. Unlock our hearts, unlock our lips, that we would overcome be overcome with praise for your pleasure, for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, tell you what, let's stand up as we close. And, oh, we're over. We'll share more later. But I was gonna have Luna just close us in prayer. Is there, and there might be something, I don't know if you were in something right there, if you want to just release it, whatever you were reading. Or... Oh, always following along. Oh. Um, yeah, go ahead, go for it. Just close us in prayer and then we'll. search. Test everything, Lord. We invite your Holy Spirit into this place, and we invite your Holy Spirit to walk with us daily. Jesus, would you seal these things in our hearts and create a tenderness towards you and your ways. Let there be a turning and a returning to your heart and to your ways. People undivided hearts people who have tender spirits who are sensitive to when you move and to when you speak Holy Spirit we want to move with you we just say yes and amen to everything that was said everything that was declared we honor you Jesus and we honor your leadership we love you in Jesus name amen amen let it be so. If you didn't know, there was warfare tonight. There were some things shifting in the heavens, shifting on the earth. And I believe even in this next, just, I don't know, coming days, weeks, I feel like the Lord's just going to reveal some things in our hearts, just in, in regard to iniquities and things that 
the good thing is the Holy Spirit actually convicts our heart. And then all we, get, all we do is we just run to Him. And, and He cleanses us from all unrighteousness. He purifies us from these things. He brings us into right standing. And, uh, and it's a beautiful thing. So, God bless you guys. Love you guys. I'm so excited for this. I feel like the dominoes are getting in alignment. We're sure, not that you're dominoes, but, <laughs> but just the, maybe you are dominoes. Uh, but uh, he's just, by his grace, he's doing this. He's setting us in place for a great move of his spirit, just what Dan was prophesying. I feel like it's an unprecedented move, something we've never experienced before. And, and that we don't, don't shrink back, don't think, just, I would say, I just encourage you, press in in this season. Stay close to Him. Stay so close to Him. And let Him just align and do the things in your heart that need to be aligned and need to be shifted. And the one thing I would say as well, I just feel this, it's Psalm 141, it's just about guarding your mouth in this season. As we're speaking and declaring things uh, and shifting things in the atmospheres, we can also curse things. We can also speak death over things. And I just want to encourage us, uh, just ask the Lord to put a guard over your mouth. That everything you say, whether it's to someone in your family, uh, whether it's about something going on, it, it may be about someone that's, that's, that's just not living very kindly, <laughs> And you just, you're, you're very upset at them. I'm trying to say this in a godly way. But uh, speak life over them and not death. Bless and do not curse. We bless our enemies. We do not curse them. And, and the reason is, is because it shifts things. It shifts things in the heavenlies and it, and, it, and it reveals it on the earth. And so I believe even as we bless those that curse us, the purpose of that is because it shifts things in their hearts and they begin to see what they didn't see. There's a veil that begins to get removed. So I just want to encourage you in these times that we bless and we hold our tongue uh, and do not speak anything that is not of the Lord. Amen? Amen. I love you guys. Bless you guys.